0: So today, I'm going to talk to you about two things. The message is kind of divided into two parts. The first part is a reflection part for us as an individual. So when you walked in, you were given a sheet of paper. Can everybody just raise those up and kind of wave them, see if we get them? How many of you did not get a paper? Who needs a paper? Okay, Paula, do you have any extras back there? Now that you're all comfy in your seat. Abby, you want to run back there to Paula? And she's got some extras. That way she doesn't have to do all the running. Awesome, thanks. Anybody else need one? No? Okay, fabulous. Nice job getting those out, Paula, for us. Thank you. So... What I want to talk to you about this morning is kind of a self-reflection on where you're at right now in your spiritual journey. So if you just would take a minute, look at the chart that's on your paper, and take a look at all of the headings across there. On the far left side, we have a person who is not interested I don't want God, I don't want church, I don't know what it is, and I don't want to know. Okay? Moving over to the curiously searching. Somebody who's looking and wanting to find out more, but they're just not sure who God is or um, what this church thing is all about. The next one is searching assertively. Like, these people are... I I need to find out more about what this gospel message is. I need to find out more about who Jesus is. And they are looking it up. They're opening their Bible. They're getting to that place. Then in the center, we have the faith commitment. That is the place where we say, okay, I know that I believe in Jesus Christ. And I want to follow him with all that I am. And I'm going to draw the line in the sand and I'm going to say, no, I'm going forward with Jesus. I don't know everything yet, but I'm making that decision that I want to follow Jesus. So that's kind of that middle part. Then we move to the other side of the cross where we have followers of Jesus. The next column says experiencing new life. This person has started in their relationship with Jesus They've accepted him as their Lord and Savior. They um, are in a mentoring relationship with someone, maybe attending a small group to find out more information about Jesus. And moving on, we have is growing in community. This person is studying their word. They're drawing deeper into the word. Um, They are experiencing freedom from habits that have held them back. And they might also be at this point struggling between the world that they left, as far as um, maybe some choices that they made that weren't following Christ, and now I'm trying to live for Him. So it's kind of hard to make that decision. And then the far end of that is living missionally, where you are on mission, you're serving, you're telling others about Jesus. You are just ready to go make a difference in this world for the Lord. Okay? So I just, I'm just going to give a few seconds. And I just want you to either circle it and mentally mark it in your mind where you feel like you are at right now. You may also find that you fall between two categories. Like I'm I'm not right here, but I'm not right here. So kind of in between. And that's okay. All right, so a lot of times it's really easy to come to church and just sit and just be and listen and and whatever, but we never really take that opportunity to like actually step out and say, yes, I'm a follower of Christ. Yes, I want to do this walk with Jesus. We're just content just walking in the church building, just um, maybe even serve on a team, you have never made that full commitment to say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to walk in his ways. And today I want to give you the opportunity to say, you know what? I'm kind of just tired of ho-hum, everyday life. I need something more in my life. And you know what? That more is Jesus. Amen? I mean, In my own life, without him, I am nothing. I am nothing without the power of God living inside of me. I want you to think about that today and think about, are you ready to make that next decision to say, Jesus is my king. I love him. I am thankful for what he did on the cross for me. And know that you can walk as a child of God when you leave this place today. I mean, it can start today. It doesn't, you don't have to wait until you're on your deathbed and you make this last minute confession of I believe in Jesus. His message of the cross and of who Jesus is, is not just for that last second hope I get into heaven thing it 's for it 's for living out every day because I know i can 't make it to school each morning, Lord help me every day for twenty years or and more um, you know i can 't make that step in there without my Jesus going before me, going beside me, going behind me right. I mean I have to Be able to take that step in. Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. Thank you, Jesus. Because if not, what happens? Our flesh takes over and everything is just like out of control. Right? I mean, I need Jesus every step of the way. And for those of you who have not yet said, I love you, Lord. I want to serve you. He is your hope. He is the hope of the world. And he is ready to be there with arms open wide for you. John 1.12 says, But as many received him, to him he gave the right to become children of God. He didn't intend for it to be difficult for us to come to him. He took the hard stuff. He died on the cross for us. Now all he says is that we need to admit that we're a sinner. We need to say, I messed up. How many of you can say, I messed up? I can say, I messed up, and I still mess up every day, right? We need to admit that we've sinned, ask for forgiveness, and be willing to turn away from that sin. So we say, Lord uh, screwed up and he says oh honey it's okay right and then we have to say I'm going to turn from the sin and I'm going to follow him I'm following Jesus I'm following Jesus no matter what sin keeps trying to track me down I'm following Jesus I'm following Jesus right we're pursuing him and everything then we have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. It has to go from, okay, I can do this. I can walk away to this place where we get, where we can sit down and we can be like, Jesus, I believe you. I believe in who you are. It's not just, mm, I'm going to church today. It's Lord, I I believe that you are the hope for our world. You are going to change our lives. But we have to be able to get to that place where we can admit and we can confess that we've screwed up. And then be willing to say, I believe in Jesus. And then guess what? You just receive his presence and his love into your life and into your heart it's not something that you have to do or work at to receive it's like a gift when somebody blesses you with a gift they hand it to you like oh no thank you whatever and you're like no you don't have to no you just accept the blessing and you say thank you and you go on Well, with Jesus, it's just the same. He's saying, I died for you. I love you with an everlasting love. Here's your gift. And all we have to do is say, I accept. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And then that's the receiving part of it. And Christ comes in to dwell in our hearts. And I don't know where everyone's at today. But I felt like I couldn't get to the crux of the message until we got to reflection of ourself and where we're at. So today at the end of service, some of you are processing in your mind where you're at with Jesus. Some of you have never made that full commitment and said, I want you as Lord of my life. I can't do it alone. You aren't alone. You have a body of believers here to support you. And you know what? He is our hope. So he is available for you today to say, I'm going to follow after him. Don't wait until tomorrow. You don't know what's going to come tomorrow. Today is the day. Now is the time to invite him into your heart. At the end of service, I'm going to give some time for you to um, maybe pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. But I want to give the rest of the message um, time to just sink in um, as we continue. So in this next section, I need some volunteers. Yay! Look at them. Look at these volunteers. Okay, okay. Let me see if any of you fit into any of these categories that have raised your hands. Is anybody one of my family members? Oh, no, I'm falling apart. I need my family member up here. Oh, Isaiah Priest. Awesome. Come on up, Isaiah. He, he, he knew ahead of time. He's the only one that knew ahead of time he was going to get picked on today. So, Isaiah, can you sit right here in this hot seat? Okay. I promise I'm not going to ask you to talk. Here. A family member. You know what, Isaiah, though, that I did not know that Grammy and Grampy were going to be here and Mama was going to be here. So, actually, there were three other options I could have had come up to the stage. Are you okay with being up here? Yeah. Okay, Thanks. He, he's helping me out so much while, while Tyson's um, on a journey right now, so I appreciate him. Okay, does anybody work like as a store clerk or work in some type of um, retail or anything like that? No. Okay, Sean Buchanan, can you come down and be um, a pretend um, store clerk? Thank you, dear. Okay does anybody work anywhere does anybody work okay um drew can you come here thanks sean all right you you'd be the store clerk drew you're you're gonna be my co-worker okay did you know you were working in a school no it's really fun <laughs> you love children right sometimes okay well that's that's good enough right okay who is on a team of any kind a team okay Bodhi's the only one you're up Bodhi oh Joey it was too late do you want to come you want to sit with Bodhi and be his teammate okay this is not a good setup Bodhi and Isaiah on the same side over here can you guys be good yeah. okay all right all right so Bodhi's a teammate Oh, what a good group we have up here. Can we give a clap for our volunteers? Okay, awesome. So I want to get to the crux of the message. And this is, God laid it on my heart like over a month and a half ago that I needed to get this message out to you. And so it comes from a middle-of-the-night wake up from Jesus, and um, so I'm just going to talk to you, okay, because the Lord has put it on my heart, and I know that there's somebody here that needs to hear it. About a month ago or so, I had the opportunity to share with some a friend, I'm going to try and keep this as sketchy as possible. Because that friend might be listening, and I don't want to um, hurt that or, you know, I don't know. But about a month ago, I had an opportunity to share with a person um, my faith and encourage them in their walk with the Lord. And as pastor's wife, I'm supposed to have some answers About some things, right? But um, as your pastor's wife, I don't have all the answers. (laughs) I don't know all the Bible verses. But man, I love Jesus. And that's... So, anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I felt God impressing on me that I needed to speak to this person because they were going through something very difficult. Now, that's not normally something that's challenging for me. I I will talk, you know, I don't have a hard time with that. However, um, with this person, it was a little bit different because it was kind of in a um, co-worker situation. And there were... Things that I just had to be careful of. You know, in the world that we live in, we kind of have to be like, I don't want to say it, but politically correct and not offend or step on toes. I mean, it's, it's always like you feel like you're walking on eggshells. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You don't want to, or maybe, maybe I'm the only one that goes through that in my mind. Um, but I, was, I woke up and I was like, you need to talk to that person. You need to pray for that person. And, um, and I didn't even know what was going on with that situation. But I was like heavy in prayer at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I talked to some friends and ladies at, in church. And I said, I don't know whether I can talk to them. And, you know, they were very encouraging to me. Just be bold. Just Say it. God's got you. He goes before you. You know, and all of these things that I knew, but I was frozen in my fear of what could happen. I mean, I could get fired. I could get, you know, if I just spoke the name of Jesus or talked about this. Um, but I knew that I had to do it. I knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. But there were a lot of risk factors. Today's message is called, The conversation is worth the cost. The conversation is worth the cost. And God had been saying that to me over this last month, like every day when I wake up. The conversation is worth the cost to you. We have a co-worker here. We'll start over here. Co-worker is all the way on the other side of that has not accepted Jesus, doesn't want to have anything to do with it, doesn't want, no, I'm not talking about God, right? Completely anti. You've got your store clerk who is maybe just an acquaintance with you. You've never met them before. You don't really know anything about them, but they look sad today. Sorry, Sean. She's sad. She's so sad. Then you have your family member. Oh man, and sometimes it's your son or your daughter or your husband or your wife and you don't know where they're at with Jesus and you're afraid to have the conversation and it's your family. But sometimes family is the hardest, right? Because you're with them all the time and you're just you're afraid. Then you have your teammate You're out there playing baseball or basketball or football or that's pretty much it. Or tennis or whatever. And your friend is like your buddy. And do you really talk about Jesus with your buddy? I mean, that's kind of weird. Especially if you're a teenager, soon to be teenager, preteen, right? I mean, how do you talk to your friend about Jesus? So when it comes to sharing our faith, and we're kind of on this side now with living missionally is kind of what I'm talking about right now. When you have all of these people in your life, because every day I would run into at least one of these, right? Everybody's got them. How many of you have these people in your life? Not not these specific ones, but these type of people. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Right. Um, But I have to ask myself, so what is the spiritual conversation? If, if the message is titled, The Conversation is Worth the Cost, what's the conversation? Right? Well, the conversation is, do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who Jesus yeah. is? Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Whew. Okay. Your other part of the conversation could be, What's Jesus been doing in your life lately? Your part of the conversation might be, "How are you doing today? Are you doing okay? You doing okay today?" Yes, you feeling a little sad? You look a little down, right? Maybe a little. And that prompts you to ask further questions and to open up discussion. That's the conversation that we're talking about today. The conversation of, "How are you? What are you doing?" What's been going on in your life? Where are you with God? When it comes to life and death, are you saved? (laughs) That's putting it really just flat out there in front of them. You have to know when it's appropriate to just go bold with it or to take a much less intrusive route and just say, how you doing today, you know? Um, But then... Like in the situation with my friend, fear began to overtake. Fear that I was going to look stupid. Fear that they were going to think, oh my gosh, she's such a crazy person. Truth, huh? Yeah. Fear that the person isn't going to be responsive. They're not going to say anything back. Fear that the person's never going to talk to me again. Um, fear that I'm going to look awkward or stupid. Fear that I'm going to get fired. Fear that I'm going to make it awkward in my place of work. Fear that my teammate will never want to play again on the team. But in 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no fear In love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. What is my motivation for talking to my co worker? What is my motivation for finding out where Drew is at with the Lord? My motivation is I care about his salvation. I care about where he's going to go when the end comes, when Jesus comes back, right? My love for him, not in a weird, creepy way, my love for him outweighs my fear. He is worth it to me for the cost that I might have to have, right? That I'm going to look stupid. So what? What? Drew's going to spend eternity in heaven, right? Right? I mean, we are so worried about ourselves in our walk with Christ that we forget it's not about us. It's not about us. He's worth it. She's worth worth it. He's worth it. He's worth it. Everybody's worth it. In light of eternity, it's all worth it. What do you have to lose? If you lose that friendship over talking to them about Jesus, then maybe that friendship wasn't right for that time. And maybe God used you to plant a seed in their life. It might not come to fulfillment for years to come. But they remembered that one day when you were speaking life into them and being a friend. It's worth the cost. It's worth it. So how do I start the spiritual conversation? Number one, pray ahead of time. Pray ahead of time. God says first John, or in first John 515 it says and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have what we asked of him pray Jesus loves you and he loves to hear your voice God wants to walk in relationship with you John 6 says no one can come to the father except him who sent me draws him The Spirit of God, the Lord is already drawing those people that don't know Christ to you. That's what makes them willing to even have dinner with you or to sit and chat at lunch. The Spirit of God is always drawing them. You don't have to work. You just allow God to work through you. And then number two, walk in obedience. Matthew 28, 19 says... Go and make disciples of all nations, all nations. Sharing our faith isn't just a suggestion, it's a command. And God is with us when we obey him. Go where God is prompting you. In my situation, God was prompting me to go to this person so strongly and heavily, I could not deny it. When finally was the opportunity, I knew that morning, today was the day that I was going to talk to them. I was not going to be able to leave until I talked to them because it was so heavy on my heart. And I'd been praying about it. And then that day was the day I had to take a step of obedience. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to do it when I don't know what I'm going to say. Because the word says that if we open wide our mouth, God will fill it. I don't have to come up with the words. God will fill our mouths when it's the right time. A spiritual conversation is the most important one you can have. Whether it's with your teammates whether it's with your family member, a store clerk, a coworker, anybody. This is the most important conversation you can have. And I'm tired. I, I've come to this realization I'm really tired of being walking in so much fear that I don't walk out in what God has called me to do. Does anybody else walk in fear ever? I'm afraid I don't think I should do that. Okay? Only a few of you walk in fear. I'm glad. <laughs> if anybody wants to talk to me afterward about how to overcome my fear, you just come on down. <laughs> but God wants us to overcome that fear and be bold and strong and courageous and talk to others about our faith. The, ne- the last question that I asked myself, so I asked myself, what is the conversation I ask myself, what is the cost to me personally? How do I start a conversation? The last question is, what is the purpose of this spiritual conversation? Why? Why do we even have it with our, with our relatives, with our co-workers? I think there's at least four reasons. I mean, there's a lot. But number one, to spread God's fame. He is the light of the world, and in him there is no darkness. Well, guess what? If we have Jesus living in us, then guess what? We carry around the light of the world everywhere we go. We should just, like, be glowing with just radiance of God's love. If we're walking around sourpuss faces all the time, like, are, are people going to be drawn to that? No, they're just going to have soury faces back at us, right? But we are to bring fame to God's name. 2 Corinthians 4, 5, and 6 says, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness May His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. What do we want people to see in us? We want them to see Jesus' light in us. And for God to get the glory in everything that we go through. The tornado in Pendleton. Horrible. Damage to houses, trees lost, whatever. No lives lost. Thank you, Jesus, right? But in that all, we want God's glory to be evident. And who are those light bearers? We are. We are carrying that light to every person that we come in contact with. So spreading God's fame. Second, to bring hope to the hurting. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 it talks about we have been made alive in Christ. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has a purpose and a plan for our life. Our friends don't know the hope of Jesus. And as light bearers for him, that is our goal. People, we got to stop walking around. I don't know what my calling is in life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Go and make disciples of all nations, right? That includes Lapel and Pendleton and Africa and everywhere, right? Our job as believers in Christ is to go and make disciples by spreading the light of jesus bringing hope to those who are hurting number three you are god's ambassadors second corinthians five twenty says we are therefore christ's ambassadors this is our calling wake up every day saying i am god's ambassador today Amen. today i'm going to dollar general and i am god's ambassador to the store clerk Today, I am waking up to my family and my household, and I am God's ambassador to my family. Today, we have a family reunion. I'm making this up. Today, we have a family reunion. I am God's ambassador to my great aunt Betty. Today, I have a baseball, basketball, a basketball, football game. I am my ambassador. I am an ambassador to my coach, to my teammate, to the parents yelling on the sidelines. You are God's ambassador. And fourth, to bring joy to others. Man, because we have the light of Him in us, our response should be to bring joy. We are joy givers, right? We are joy givers. 1 Peter eight says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Glorious joy. All of these things, the purpose of sharing a spirit, spiritual conversation with someone is not for you to get the glory and be like oh I won this person to the Lord oh this person whatever the sole purpose is to bring glory to the father to give hope to those people that are struggling that is our calling that is our purpose that's what God has called us to do so I'm gonna thank my friends up here You may head back to your seats. And I'm going to invite the worship team to go ahead and come on up. Thanks, guys. Can we give them a round of applause? See, the job wasn't too hard. They just had to sit there and not get in trouble, right? So today the message was kind of in two parts. Number one, for you to reflect and look at, Where are you spiritually? And number two, for you to say, how can I live missionally? How can I live and have spiritual conversations with people? I didn't feel like we could talk about having a spiritual conversation until we talked about where we were, where we were at. And right now, I just, I know that there are people here ...that have never made that full commitment to say, the cross is right here. I'm stepping over. I'm crossing over that bridge. And I'm willing to say, Jesus, I want you as Lord of my life. And once you make that commitment, guess what? You start talking about it and telling everybody about it. You don't have to know everything. I think that's a total misconception that we have to have it all figured out. We have to know all the answers. No. Part of the joy in sharing our faith and our journey is that you begin to walk along with people and grow in your faith as Christians. I'd like to ask you to go ahead and stand on your feet. And I just want you... To close your eyes and think about where you are on this journey. God did not tell us that it would be easy. He didn't say, I'm going to make life peachy creamy from here. What he did say is I love you with an everlasting love that goes beyond Your fears, your failures, your sins, your darkness. I love you with an everlasting love. He longs to be in relationship with you. He knows every hair on your head. As creepy as that seems sometimes. Man, God knows us. And he loves us. He longs to wrap his arms around you and say, welcome home. I've been waiting on you. Welcome home. It's as easy as confessing, admitting that you messed up and saying, I'm going to turn from that. And I'm going to follow after Jesus day by day, step by step, trying to live for him. So in just a minute, I'm going to give us some time for those of you who know that you know, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. My life is a wreck right now. And the only thing that I can do is run to him. I have no hope in anything else in this world because things are a mess. I need Jesus. Some of you need to say that today. Some of us need to be bold, be strong and courageous and just get up out of our seats And come before him and say, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I can't do this life alone. I can't do this by myself. So I'm going to ask Cam and Shelly and Lori if you'll come on down. And I'm going to come down as well. But I know there are those of you in here that need to take that step of faith. And say, I don't have it all figured out, but I know who does, and I want to follow him. There's some of you that need prayer for healing. There's some of you that are battling depression. There's some of you that are battling addiction. God loves it when we come to him. And he hears every prayer And every cry. There is no shame in coming for prayer. There is none. You are loved more than you know. So today, as the band begins to play, I want you to take that step of faith and say, I am ready to cross over into the new life in Jesus. I'm tired of the old way. And I'm ready to press on. God is waiting for you here today. So as we sing, I invite you to come forward. And um, just prayer for anything. God loves you. Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter what anybody else around you thinks or says or feels. This is between you and your Savior. Because he is longing for you to come and love him.